Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. So every week we put out multiple episodes to help you on your jiu-jitsu journey. Now, it's a privilege for us to be in this position, but we want to ask one thing from you. And this is a very small gesture on your part, but it means the world to us. Simply hit the follow or subscribe button on whichever platform you enjoy this podcast on. It means the world to us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof BJJ podcast. Are you struggling with concepts versus techniques? Now, many people out there, you know, coaches, practitioners alike, focus on technique, and then some people are more conceptual. And this is brought up ages ago where I believe Kit Dale was pushing back on techniques, practicing techniques is useless, concepts are most important. So we're going to get into this discussion today because this is a hotly debated topic and it actually was raised recently, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, someone was asking me about it on Instagram. And uh, yeah, Kit Day was the first person that I knew that was pushing that, like marketing that. I'd, I'd heard it earlier, actually. Um, he was like, stop drilling. Yeah. Stop he, drilling and learn concepts. He was the anti-drilling guy, for yeah. sure. And I think that just suited him. But I mean, there's still there's still some validity in that, and there's also another gentleman. He oh, was Stephen Kesting. Stephen Kesting. He was kind of similar with like really important to understand the concepts. But I guess the way I would look at this, if you're going, I don't really even know the difference, or I don't know what yeah, are we what talking are they? about, right? If we could look at the the techniques as the how and the concepts as the why, like really understanding, you know. As much as detail as you can go into around a technique, if you don't know why you're doing that technique in a particular position, it, it can be a little bit, not, not fruitless, but it's just not as effective per se. And you can kind of go back and forth on this as like what's more important. But I thought what we would do is we'd get into talking about the why and the how. Give me an example of a concept. For example, uh a discussion that was had between John Danaher and the DDS guys. This is yep. back when they're at the Blue Basement in New York. And, and actually Craig brought this up. He'd come back from DDS and he was talking to us and he was talking about John's coaching style. And it's very minimal and it's very conceptual. And I think when you're working with advanced people, instead of talking about little bits and pieces on technique, it's much better to give them a, a challenge about an idea. Yeah. So John said to the boys, you will never take a person's back if their head is higher than their hip. Right. He said, but if their head is lower than their hip, you should be able to come around to their back. He just put it out. This is like the start of training. He's not like, all right, guys, specific training is what he just said this thing to the group and he just sat back and said nothing. And they're all like, Gordon, Gary, <laughs> everybody's looking around at each other like, what the, f what do we do with that? So they're like, well, never we let your head go lower than you. Yeah, hips, but yeah. it's like, do we prove him right now or do we prove him wrong? And that, it was quite interesting because he, he he said that sometimes John would say something not because it was right. He would do it to challenge them to either prove him wrong or prove him right. Right, yeah. But it made them think and, and push them in that way because they're already very advanced technically. Yeah. And that was just his concept, right? Yep. That was his principle. 
that he'd broken down over thousands, you know, thousands of hours. Yep. For me, for example, something that I learned very early on in the journey was basically if you want to sweep somebody, you have to have control of them. You have to have grips, but you also have to have their weight. And I couldn't work out why the scissor sweep wasn't working. And this is broken down for me by a guy called Angus Friend. who's a black belt under Peter Debean. And actually, he taught me a lot. He just came in very simply and said, if you don't have their weight, you won't sweep them. And I was like, what? He's like, you got all the grips sorted out, but they're sitting on their base. Until you're able to off-balance them, you're not going to be able to actually sweep them, especially if they're bigger than you. And I, no one had ever explained that to me. And once he explained that to me, I was like, oh, shit, okay. And he's like, you have to bring their weight onto you to be able to off-balance them. And so once I started to understand this, sweeping people got a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny that just that one idea even though I had all, technically my grips organized and I'm like, why won't this work? Because I had missed a piece of the puzzle. Yep. And that was the off balancing. So that's, a, that's an example of a, a fairly simple, you know, it's not as. Whereas the, the tech, what's the technique? The technique counterpart to that is. Well, take you, this grip. You've got to have this grip. grip. You've got to have the lapel here. You've got to have your hook here. Yep. And then yep. you pull them here. The sweep. And then you're going to hit the sweep. But if you do not do that, yeah. part of bringing their weight onto you, they can just kind of sit there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Have you had any examples of like any unlocks relevant to a concept versus a technique or? Uh, yeah, I mean like a lot. Like, so here's, here's where I think there's a bit of a dilemma in the discussion. Sure. Yeah, it, like in this discussion of techniques versus concepts. Because like just quickly going back to the Kit Dale thing, we now hear people like, like Danaher often, if you read his Instagram, is always putting out a concept. Yep. Which he actually simplifies them very well. I always find them quite informative. He's a very smart guy, yeah. But, you know, there's people, um, and I'm not too up on this, but we've spoken about him before, Greg Souders, sure. who is the ecological approach. Sure. And I believe that's very conceptually driven. Yeah. Um, this discussion makes you think that it's either or. Makes you think, oh, well, do I learn techniques or do I learn concepts? Which one's better? Right. Whereas where I'm sort of thinking about my journey it's when the coach is able to weave them together in a way that is simple and easy to understand. Yes. So an example would be like, hey guys, today we're going to look at this scissor sweep. I'm going to grip here, I'm going to grip here. I'm going to start to hip out a little bit. I'm going to pull their weight onto me. And hey, let's just do the first round. I just want you to pull the weight. I just want you to feel them like loading onto you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now that we've got that next round, pull them on and then we're going to do this scissoring action with yeah. the legs and boom. Guys, the reason that's working is because we're doing this. Mm. Where you will find it doesn't work is when you forget to do this. Sure. And in that way, it's like, okay, you've just taught me the technique, but also explained the key concept behind the it. The how and the why, yeah. Now, for me as someone who is not, like I'm not particularly cerebral with my jiu-jitsu, right? Sure. I like techniques. Sure. I have a sort of thing where I'm like, man, just, just tell me what to do. Right. Hey, I got this issue. Someone keeps doing this to me. How do I fix it? Okay, I just do that. Great. Yeah. Now, but I can also see where that's kind of surface level. It has limitations. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. So those breakthroughs to answer you, you know, go back to your question, they still come to me all the time because <laughs> sure. I'll be like, it's not working. The technique's <laughs> not fucking working. I'll be like, hey, coach, Paul, ads, what's going on? They'll be like, dude, you're not controlling the opposite hip. I'll be like, thanks, coach. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then hopefully, you know, and then they might say, this technique works because you have to control that hip, or right. or I will I will realize ah I was I was missing the main part of this technique. 
Right. You know? Um, so, yes, still happens plenty. For sure. And here's the thing. I think it, it is an alternating thing based on wherever you're at. Because possibly, because because to information, is, it's so big. And I think this is the thing we really underestimate. You, you've got three massive components. One is the technical elements. Just that grip here, do... The, there's so many details there that oftentimes in a class, if you're not paying attention, it can kind of be like Chinese whispers. You know, you're watching, but you only take in a little bit of it and then your partner wasn't watching and they're like, what did, what, what did the coach say? And you do the Chinese whispers version to them and they're like, ah, yeah. oh, sure. And you end up doing something totally different. The coach comes over, what the f*** are you two doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, we were just watching. <laughs> but, um, but, but ultimately that, that the second major component is is the why, but then the third component, which is something that's really outside of your control, is what your partner does in response yep. to what you're doing, yep. which can make you think your technique is wrong when actually they've come up with the counter or they've they've done the one thing that flaws. Yeah, but you just didn't know that that is the kryptonite to that move. Yeah, and you think, oh, I suck at that, so you throw it out the door or whatever. And we were talking about this relevant to coaching, and this isn't just you know, blame the coach. We've done that plenty. Um, this is more uh, when we're coming back to identifying what a person needs. And often, and I say this all the time, this is just to remind myself because it's very, I'm very quick to, you know, jump on the hate train. Uh, as you would well know, <laughs> perish that thought. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to look at somebody and go, they don't know what they don't know. Like if they're just blind to it, yeah. you can't be like, you're stupid because you don't know about this piece of information. No, they just don't know. But once someone's informed, it's a different story. A person might be lacking in the area of understanding of the concept. Or you might have someone who's lacking details around the technique. And I've actually had some huge unlocks, especially going to Brazil, where they do every little nuanced movement, like having someone like Lucas uh, Lepri or like uh, Michael Lange or, or even Bruno Malfacini explain a technique, even in Portuguese, I'm watching how they move. I'm like, holy shit, there's like 10 steps in here I didn't know existed. Yeah, I've been doing this for five years. How come no one ever told me this shit? And that's why they are so effective because they've got like my knee is here, my shoulder's here, my hip is there. And you're like, this is, this is some detailed shit. Yeah. And then once you start to um, incorporate those technical things and making that more second nature, you're like, wow, this actually got a lot easier. You know, like it's, it is actually a lot better to do it this way, but I'd never had that level of technical breakdown. Yeah. Funny you say that. Like, so I, um, we had the Lucas Lepre at over at Vantage yes. a few years ago and I was the demo guy. Yes. I've spoken about it before, but I actually remember nothing of that <laughs> seminar because I just found all of his shit was way too complicated for me. Right. Right. Like I'm like, Okay, step nine. What? <laughs> step okay, 15. I'm like, wait, have we passed the gut? Okay, we still haven't passed it, but we're okay, we're about to pass step 12. And it just, for me, it was just like, you know, whatever, like, great. Like, um, nothing wrong with that. Obviously, just didn't vibe with me. And, and, and maybe, if it, maybe if we were working on a position that I did use more often, then it would have been like, oh, yeah, first 10 steps make perfect sense to me. You're more engaged. But, yeah, it's funny, right, how that shit, for some people, hits, for some doesn't. Yeah, and I think it does depend on where you're at. And that's what I was saying. You, perhaps you're not lacking the technical understanding. You know all the groups. You know where to put your foot and all that. But you can't quite see, because you're in it, you can't quite see what you're doing wrong. And maybe coaches outside of you saying, 
well, you haven't broken their balance or you haven't broken their posture and that's why it's not working. And that that principle extends to all other sweeps. You're like, oh, wow. So once you start to understand that, your whole guard game gets better because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. But this is what I wanted to say. This came up and this is something which I definitely have the tendency to do, which is I tend to overcoach or put in too many details. I tend to be like, and then you do this, and then you do this, but that can also lead you to this and that. And but there's this other guy that uses this different variation. Let yeah. me just show you that real quick. Yeah, but if you do this, then you can get triangled. And f- you know that I think it's um, always sunny in Philadelphia, where he's like losing his mind and he's got the board behind. Is him. that the show where people reference you a lot? <laughs> yeah, well, I look like Mac. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> people out there say, people "Well, tell me, you look like and act like." <laughs> I haven't never seen the show. Well, Mac actually put on a bunch of weight. And then he lost weight and got really ripped and jacked. And actually, Dark Prince has been saying it for ages. Prince, he would yep. always send me memes going, this is you. You are this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's another character um, where he's just like losing his mind and he's got all these dots and equations behind him. And he's like, if you just look at my simple explanation, <laughs> like you'll, you'll get it. Or, you know, conspiracy theory. You had said something about a, co- a coach, range of strengths. And you had gone to his seminar and you had said something that you liked about his coaching style was he didn't overcoach. Can you talk a little bit about that, Joe? Yeah, so um, this is a strength seminar, not a JITS one, but, you know, concepts here are the same. Yeah, he didn't – I mean, I was just surprised. He just didn't really coach much at all. Mm. And um, good find for me as someone who moves pretty well and knows some shit. But I thought, oh, that would have – that. I think that was a bit – inadequate for like some of the other people there right but you know whatever right i had a great time but yeah it's interesting he was like hey guys like i think most people listening can can vibe with this if you've ever looked into like the strength world um on the back squat and gone into like the technique of the back squat like there's strength coaches out there that will make you think it's like a six-year master's degree to, to 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 even be okay at a back squat yep and range strength is like you put the bar on your back and then you just get tight and then you go down and up. And he's like, and you're like, what about foot position? Where should my knees be tracking? Where am I looking? He's like, doesn't matter that much. Just kind of do it. Do it. And I saw this range of people doing it really different ways. And some of them I thought, well, that doesn't look right. But, you know, there's, there's definitely a place for, hey, your technique's a bit inefficient. Let's see if we can make that more efficient. Sure. But I get what he was doing at the heart of it. It was like, it's a squat. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, And so what stuck out to me with that is that often in the coaching thing, you just need to give enough to get people doing the drill. Mm. So it's like I show the bare minimum, I say the bare minimum, start practicing, and then I can analyze what each person needs. Yes. Versus I introduce the movement or the technique and then I give the whole like almanac about it. Yeah. Before anyone's even tried it. Right. And I think like maybe that's you like that, right? Yeah, I, I think no, it's just a bad habit. It's just about it's because you've got I'm, a lot to say and you want to share. Because I'm nerdy and I, I yep. fucking love this shit and I've studied the fuck out of it and watched a million videos. So you know, and this is this is a classic mistake as a coach. It's like I I'm much more restrained, I think, as a strength coach than I am as a jujitsu coach. I'm too much of a fan of jujitsu in you know, like I know some pretty solemn minimally spoken jiu-jitsu coaches who just go do the thing and they stand there yeah whereas me i'm like no 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 like 
watch me froth out over this bullshit. But it's like, that's actually not what the person needs. Whereas in the gym, I'm like, okay, do the lift. And I critically look. If they need feedback, give it. If they don't, that's fine. Yeah, let's rest. Do it again. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. You know, like, and it's just... Funny, huh? It's the, I think it's the maturity of knowing that. Just identify if the person actually needs your help. Yeah. <laughs> like giving people heaps of information isn't necessarily helpful. No, that, I mean, we know that, right? Like if you... and I, I mean, I've, I've broken down this, this exercise coaching thing a lot, like say in the courses and stuff that I run. And one of the things I tell people is like, if you introduce an exercise to somebody and then you show them like the four most important things they need to know about it and then you show them the two most common mistakes, do you, like, what do they remember of that? When you yeah. say, okay, go practice. They pr- maybe remember the last thing you said. Yeah. But they don't remember the four things you actually wanted them to know. Yeah. So in that way, it's like, give them enough to get started, maybe two bits of information. Yeah. Keep your back straight, eyes straight ahead. Let's go. Yeah. And then you can go around and be like, oh, hey, man, you're not bracing properly. Oh, hey, man, your feet are a bit narrow. Let's bring them out. Yeah. Right? You fix it then. Sure. And so if you're doing jujitsu and you are getting stuck on something, like you're not sure if your technique's working or why, or maybe the whole guard is flooring you or stand up in general, like you're struggling to get takedowns, you're getting taken down a lot it is quite important to just get your coach to give you minimal feedback. Just what's the one thing, you know, like, and, and obviously it could be five things that are f-ing you up, but maybe there's one key thing which you're doing incorrectly, which is causing all the other problems. Yeah. And so, you know, we always talk about getting feedback and sometimes it can be from a, a teammate. A teammate might say, Hey, you always, you always do this. Why do you let me do that? You know, it's, it's stuff like this. So, the how and the why, concepts and techniques, and, and, and like Joe said at the start, which totally undermined my ability to turn this into a, a flaming hot fight fest, which is the either or, uh, the, the polarity. Like, Wait, which side are we on? You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this side of the fence. You're on that side of the fence. We need to throw bombs. Um, it's not either or, that's for sure. But I think being able to identify where you're at, do you have good enough technical understanding? Yes or no? Maybe you don't. Or maybe you get, I need to do a thing, but you don't know why. And, and I think asking these questions is actually super important. So uh, I believe, this is just my take on it, when you're early in the journey, you need plenty of both, but you've got to start somewhere. So technique is the first place you start because you have no idea. Yeah, I don't think concepts mean much in the beginning. When you're in the beginning, yeah. yeah. But I think later on, and this is something that, okay, so people don't, understand or appreciate this about Kit Dale. Kit Dale is kind of like an idiot savant of jiu-jitsu. He's an amazing athlete. He was, a, he was an Aussie guy that went global. The first, the first Aussie competitor to go global well, in, like, a, in an influencer sense. Yeah, he was an influencer before Instagram. Yeah. Like he was on the cover of Jiu-Jitsu magazine. He was doing like skits. Yeah. Like he formed the model for Craig Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was a funny guy. I don't think, I actually would say. But that, I'm just giving that context for people who are like, who the Kit Dale. Dale. Yeah, he's a, he's a local boy. You trained with him back in the yeah, day? Yeah, I trained with yeah. Kit. I actually competed against him at his, my first white belt comp, his first white belt comp. Right on. He just smashed everyone. <laughs> but uh, no, we trained together at Peter the Beans back in the day. And Kit was very impactful, like blue belt, purple belt, brown belt. But here's the thing that people do not appreciate about Kit. He actually used to drill. He used to drill a lot. Right. At blue and purple. And he got to brown. And the thing is, I think once you get a certain level of mastery of technique you don't need to spend all day working on your technique you just need to do more of the thing and then 
concepts is a higher leverage thing as you get more advanced. Kit trained with Keenan and he competed against Keenan and the Meows, right? They, they were dominating competition at brown belt when Kit was a brown belt. And they were black belts around the same time he became a black belt. And he saw the work rate and he's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to drill five hours a day. So he's like, you know what? Drilling. You know, like, because it was all about, yo, you got to drill, you got to drill. And so that point of difference helped elevate what he was trying to push. Right. But I would argue that Kit is actually an amazing athlete, but not necessarily the greatest coach. Like, he, what works for him isn't necessarily what will work for you. Yeah. And what you can see is that certain people who are not the greatest athletes are amazing coaches. You know, like, they, yeah. they understand more the struggle and they're better communicators. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and I mean, no one says that they're meant to be no, one and the same, are they? No, but I think we often go, oh, just do whatever they do. But often the person who's really good at a thing isn't necessarily good at the communication piece. Yeah. And so this is the, this is the pushback on the conceptual thing. There's a lot of woo-woo in the, it's the concept, bro. Like you're not getting the concept. Because that person actually hasn't got a really good technical explanation as to why it's not working. So people hide behind that. Like, I'll be honest. Do you reckon? Yeah, f*** yeah. Here we go. Bomb throwing time. <laughs> Here we you told me we weren't going to do it, but we're f doing it. Fucking let's guys. go. Marketing, bitch. I mean, to be honest, the guys who are really pushing the conceptual stuff, they're not as technically strong as the people who are pushing the technical stuff. And they're not as good, necessarily. Like these guys we mentioned who are conceptual... They're not as achieved as a Lucas Lepree or a Cobrinha or a Huffa Mendes. Or it doesn't mean that those guys don't have concepts behind what they do. They just don't have the technical gear, if that makes sense. Right. And so if you look at the people who are absolutely the best at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they are the most technically advanced, but they are also conceptually very advanced. You know, like yeah, you, can't, they, yeah. you can't say the DDS guys are not technical. They're all f***ing technical. All the guys who came out. Oh, yeah. Under John are incredibly technical. I think on that thing, it's not so much like the... I don't see it so much as being a relevant point for the person performing the thing, but it's more in the coaching of. Right. And I think the dilemma is for, for students, like, well, which do I learn? What do I focus on, you know? Mm. And, and so in that way, because, yeah, because once you put it all together as an athlete, yeah, then... You obviously have some technique, you would hope, and hopefully there's going to be some concept that are kind of is the backbone of, you know, those techniques. You, you of hope. I mean, maybe right. <laughs> no, not so you know. So yeah. So I we're think, trying to give people actionables, right? Like yeah, to an extent. But I think like when I when I think about the dilemma and I'm the person who who asked me about it, I think that they're like, I'm stuck. I don't like. Do I need to be focusing on techniques or do I need to be focusing on concepts? And I think what we're getting at is that well, you got to do both. Yes. But you can't, if you're new to the game, you can't go and learn concepts because they, you, don't, you don't have any kind of roadmap to apply them to. Yeah. So you have to start with the techniques. Sure. Don't and you? Like, yeah, definitely. Because you've got to think, you can't theorize squatting and get good at it. You can't just watch videos of squatting, talk about it and not do it to understand squat it. Squat is actually an effective exercise because... <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got to get under the bar and spend a bit of time to understand how it works for you. And like a huge unlock for me... Because at my, at my first gym, they just played close guard and I have short legs and I struggled and I didn't know why it was so hard for me because I was like, surely it works for my coach. But I looked at my coach 
and and this is only I'd actually uh, had done a uh, a certificate in anthropometry, which is just it's just fat pinch testing, but they start to talk about lever lengths and all this stuff. And everybody's lever lengths are different. So, for example, some people have longer femurs, some people have longer tib and fib, some people have longer, and and we see this all the time. Like, just I'll digress slightly. Look at a guy like Volk. He's not that tall. But his reach is mm. incredible for his size. Yeah, broad shoulders. Broad shoulders. Arms. So, yeah. so that means even though he's shorter than most people, he fights. He can still hit him in the face. Yeah. And we know that reach counts for a lot in MMA in striking. Right. If someone has like a two to three inch reach advantage, you know that's almost a fist length. That makes a difference. Yeah. This is true in jujitsu. So I'll talk about uh, Daniel Cherubin. Daniel Cherubin has some some of the longest arms on a person his height. I think he's about six foot four. But I think his arm span is like seven foot. Right. He's got gorilla arms. So even though you would think, oh, that's... He, he can just have you in close guard and turn you around in his... He can take your back from close guard. Yeah, right. This is the same as... Um, not the same, but if you ever stand next to Gordon Ryan, he has incredible Maybe wingspan. you're going to bring that up. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's true. He's not that good, guys. It's just wingspan. <laughs> no, he is incredibly good, but you've got to understand what traits help him. Yeah. Part of the reason why he can just take your back... He can just stay in front of you and reach around you at the same time. Reach around from the king. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? Um, he might just pull your dick off. Um, <laughs> so strong. Got the manly grips. Um, no, I think here's the deal. What you have to understand is there may be reasons why something isn't working for you. Part of the reason why I do better playing butterfly, X guard, different guards that don't require me to wrap my legs around people is a short legs with that inside control baby yeah that's 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 a principle that you can extend yeah if you have longer legs and my coach had quite long legs compared to his torso close guards very easy for him yeah you know so there's there's some different things which and that's just a principle of anatomy which extends to jiu-jitsu so when when you start to break that down you're like oh maybe i won't spend as much time doing that maybe i'll spend a bit more time doing this that can be an unlock for you to save you time in your journey you know, just um, a closing thought from me there. So, you know, so if I try to articulate, I'm like, no, nah, I don't really know any concepts. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, there's some there, sure, but I don't... I Joe, don't Joe is playing this down. He no, does. No, but, but here's the thing. I believe my body knows the concept. I can do, I can do and figure out in a tactile way when I'm doing it, mm. but I can't articulate it intellectually. Sure. And I think that that's, that is something that happens, right? Like you, you kick a soccer ball around all the time, you become a good soccer player. Sure. You're good because of because of certain things, but you don't necessarily it doesn't make you the person that can teach someone else to be great. Sure, you know. So I think that that's that's just a thing. There is like, yeah, you're going to learn these concepts in time. But if I look at a lot of the people these days who are excelling super fast, like, and we're seeing this now, right? Where you got like someone who starts jiu-jitsu, two years later they're like world class. Yes, and they're often the people that are not only diving into the techniques and shit, but they are understanding. The, the principles and the concepts and all of it behind it. Like that's just, it's the turbo charge. Yeah. And this is what I'd say, guys. This is just a finishing note for me. Understanding how you learn is key. So it doesn't matter whether you're learning the how or the why. Understanding how you learn is what's going to accelerate your, your development. So whether you learn by videos or you learn from doing, it will be key for you to, to understand how you learn and then apply that to what you need to learn. That's what I'd say. There it is. Cheers, guys.